welcome to episode 49 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we will be discussing Eddard chapter 7 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read it before listening. Uh, the news that we have today comes from GameSpot. Um, it's a little bit of <laughs> little bit of shade thrown at Mr. George R. R. Martin here. It says, nine things that Game of Thrones George R. R. Martin has done in the last decade instead of writing Winds of Winter. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. Because, you know, what is our friend we throw to? shade every time yeah. there's no blog Well, you post. know what? Um, as we should. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, apparently he's blogged a lot. Uh, I, I check that blog every single day, let me tell you. He's, t- he's attended <laughs> conventions. He has yeah. done that. Wow. Instead of writing his book. <laughs> That's what it was. I saw a video of him out at a convention, and I literally was like, Sir? <laughs> Go right. You have a whole... Okay. He published a huge companion book. For Game of Thrones? Yeah. Called what? Wrote more novellas. Uh, the World of Ice and Fire, The Untold History of Westeros. Oh, that's the, the one I bought. It's actually a pretty cool book. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote some novellas. Yeah, The Duncan Egg, right? Uh, the Princess and the Queen, The Rogue Prince, and The Sons of the Dragon. Okay. He also co-wrote The World of Ice and Fire in 2014. So you're been you're writing, you're just not writing what we want you to write. I feel like he's procrastinating a lot. So this might have been common knowledge and maybe I'm just um stupid. Um I wasn't aware that there's still two books that he has yes. written. Yes. Cuz he originally said the series is supposed to be a 7 book long series. Yeah. So we only have 5. And it's been like what over 10 years since the what last one came out. out. Yeah. So Are you stuck? Is it not working on yours? Scroll? Nope. Do you want me to I'll do it on mine. Only got to number 4. So it's number so 5. So he wrote some novellas, uh, worked on a Game of Thrones spin-off show. Okay. Which is, you know, House of the Dragon. Which, by the way, January 1st, 2022. Happy freaking New Year. I'm hoping that's true. I think they put that, like, I think they just, just put like a date put, to it. I would I would be. Yeah. I'm hoping it's PO. true. I don't know if they've released the date or not, but it's, when you Google it, it just comes up January, January 1, 2022. So, yeah. I don't know. He bought a theater and opened up a bookshop. Bro. Wow. What else? Um... <laughs> He appeared in TV shows. What? He was a zombie in the sci-fi series Z Nation. And then also he was in Sharknado 3. He was eaten alive by a three-headed shark. Mm. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Uh, He signed a huge TV deal, which we knew about. Yes. Uh, He signed a huge eight-figure deal with HBO to develop shows and movies over the next five years. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, we've talked about that. And then he produced a short sci-fi film called... Oh, God. <laughs> Night of the Cooters. No! Not the Cooters. Are they living Cooters or the dead Cooters? I don't know. But I there's would, like a... You know, I mean, if we're talking about Cooters, I would hope he's talking about live, live Cooters. Live Because if you're talking about dead Cooters, um, that's necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> but this is confusing <laughs> because it's... A picture of a spaceship. Like a little, you know, a UFO kind of looking thing. Everyone knows women's are, women are from, what is it? Saturn? Venus. Girls Venus. are from, what is it? Venus. Boys are from, from Jupiter. Go to Jupiter to get, get more Jupiter. Jupiter. 
Girls go to Mars to get more candy bars. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, no. What's next? Oh, the roof. Uh, nope, that's me. The, <laughs> the Martin message. So, last Monday, so a week from today, George turned 73. Wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And he... Right. And his, your book. <laughs> present right. on your birthday saying when it'll be done. My present to you is actually taking you to that um, undisclosed secret location forcing you to write the book. Yeah. Sir. Yep. Ha- happy birthday. Yep. And cuffing you to a Happy birthday. <laughs> yep. Birthday. Okay, so for his birthday, he shared a poem um, from T.S. Eliot. This says, this, it says, I grow old, I grow old. I shall wear the bottoms of my trousers rolled. Shall I part my hair behind? Do I dare to eat a peach? I shall wear white flannel trousers and walk upon the beach. I have heard the mermaids sing each to each. I do not think that they will sing to me. Okay. That's what he wrote on his blog for his birthday. Do you dare to eat a peach? I mean, I like peaches. Don't look too far into it, it's a poem. (laughs) So peaches are dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) So peaches are dangerous. (laughs) That's what you're telling me, George. All right, um, so last episode, Sansa and Arya are quarreling, and they learn that they'll be sent back to Winterfell because their father is worried about their safety in King's Landing. This mm-hmm. episode, Ned connects some dots and confronts Cersei about the true cause of Jon Arryn's death, as well as the truth about her family. Guys. I am so excited for this episode. Listen, because we're actually starting to get into stuff. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't say anything else until we finish the episode, but I'm very excited. All right. So, wines are about to be spilled. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, we have a barefoot spritzer. It's just a Moscato. Yep. Um, with ar- <laughs> aromas of peach oh, and honeysuckle. Look at that. It's dangerous. <laughs> Don't, okay. don't worry, Chris. I'll, I'll protect do you. Do we dare? I'll protect you from the, the aroma of peach. But do we dare to have peach? <laughs> yes. I dare. I dare. 100%. I don't know about y'all. All right. So our 19th wine rule from JonBenet's book, The New Wine Rules, is dry wine isn't as dry as you think it is. So what he means by this is dry is one of the most misused terms in wine. A lot of table wine is dry, meaning there's no residual sugar, but many popular wines have a bit of sugar which is hidden by heightened levels of acidity. This revitalizes your sense of taste while at the same time satisfies your sweet tooth. So an example of this would be a Chardonnay or a Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sugar and acidity counteract each other, which is why most places categorize level of dryness based on both sugar and acidity. So what actually matters is how sweetness in wine plays off other aspects. Acidity, texture, and how savory it is. Say acidity again. Acidity. Very good. <laughs> Did you like that? Mm-hmm. Acidity. Acidity. All right. So, uh, Maester Pycelle is looking at Ned's leg because, remember, it's all kind of fucked up still right now. He fucked up. Um, Pycelle says the pain means that the bone is healing. Um, but Ned honestly just can't wait for the pain to stop. Pycelle offers him some milk of the poppy to rest, but Ned says he sleeps too much already. And then Pycelle said that sleep is a great healer. And Ned jokingly says, I thought that was you. LOL. What? 
Oh, Ned. Oh, oh Ned. Oh, funny guy. You You're hilarious. Goose, you. He's You're honorable and funny. You silly goose, you. A triple threat. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. All right. Pycelle then tells Ned in a hushed voice that there was a raven that was sent from Lord Tywin to his daughter, Queen Cersei. He says that the letter said that Tywin is upset with the men Ned sent after Gregor Clegane. Okay. Ned said, whatever, let him be angry, let him write as many letters as he wants to Cersei. If Tywin interferes with the king's justice, he will have to answer to Robert. Pycelle leaves, telling Ned he will return in the morning. Now, Ned doubts Pycelle's wanting to help Ned by providing him with this information. He suspects... Oh my gosh, I cannot speak today. Mm -hmm. He suspects that Cersei has instructed Pycelle to tell Ned about the letter. Ned had hoped Pycelle would tell Cersei about his response and hoped it would make her angry. So, basically, like we've said before, Pycelle is Cersei's creature. She has made him. He is only loyal to them. And everything he does is for the Lannisters, basically. Creature. Yeah. When... Pycelle left. He called for a cup of honeyed wine. It would not cloud his mind like milk of the poppy. He needed to think. He asked himself what John Aaron might have done had he lived to act on what he had learned. Uh, Ned then thinks back to what Sansa had said. He's not the least bit like that old drunken king. Remember, talking about Joffrey and King Robert. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how an innocent child's eyes can see something that an old man is blind to. He said he must tell Sansa one day how she made everything so clear to him. Littlefinger came in about an hour later and said he cannot stay long, but asks how his leg is doing. Ned says it's inflamed and painful and has an itch that is killing him. And Littlefinger is there to bring news from Varys. Freeriders and sellswords are flocking to Casterly Rock. Ned then asks about Robert, wondering when he will return, and Littlefinger tells him he will probably return as soon as he kills something. They found the White Heart already dead, and now he is after a wild boar that is even deeper in the forest. So it probably means that he's going to be gone longer. Littlefinger tells him that Prince Joffrey returned this morning along with the Royces, Sir Balon Swan, and 20 others from the party. And the rest are still with the king. Ned asks about the Hound, and Baelish says he also returned and went straight to the queen. Baelish said he would have loved to see the Hound's face when he found out about... Der- Beric Dondarrion leading a group of men to hunt down his brother, the brother that he hates so very much. He probably would have wanted to be a part of that party. Honestly, yeah, I imagine. If he he's probably there. mad that he wasn't able to be a part uh, of it, yeah. you know? And with that, Baelish leaves, or he begins to leave. He spies the book on the table, the lineages and histories of the great houses of the Seven Kingdoms with descriptions of many high lords and noble ladies and their children. And he says... Now, there's some tedious reading, if I ever saw it. A sleeping potion, my lord? Suggesting he's reading this to help him sleep. (laughs) Boring. Yes. (sighs) All right. So, um, very briefly, Ned considered telling him that, like, everything that he knew. But, obviously, as we've kind of learned, there's there's something a little off about Baelish. And Ned notices that. He, Mm -hmm. and Baelish irks him. Yeah. As... Uh, yeah, I yeah. was gonna say <laughs> that makes sense. Um, he was definitely Baelish was definitely too clever and always had like a mocking smile on his face. That's kind of why I like to call him a worm. Mm-hmm. His face just bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ned decided to say um, John Aaron was studying this volume when he was taken sick, just to see how Peter would respond. Yeah, 
Um, and as per usual, Baelish responded with a witty remark, in that case, death must have come as a blessed relief. And with that, he left. <laughs> hmm. Okay, Baelish. Whatever. Um, so Ned was irritated that there was basically nobody in the whole city that he could trust. Which, yeah. But, like, he kind of knew that. Right. Yeah. Coming into it in the I first place. I think he's place. saying, like, he just, the thought of it yeah. really pisses him off. Yeah. Um, Baelish had helped him conceal Catelyn and had helped Ned with the research, but he was, su- he was way too quick to save his own skin when it came to the fight Ned had in the street with, um, Jamie. I don't know. If you, if you guys remember, Baelish was like, I'll get the city watch and just left. And never came back. And never came back. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a fighter anyway, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but he was still like only concerned about himself. Yeah. You know, just took off and was like, oop, not me, not mm-hmm. today. Um, he looked, he looked the god of death in the face and said, not, not today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, ba- uh, Baelish, obviously, but Varys was even worse. Um, he knew too much and did too little. That's very telling of Varys. Yeah. That's a very good way to describe him. Yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously we've talked about Maester Pycelle is Cersei's creature. Creature. Yeah, like she created him. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Sir Barristan was an old man and rigid in, rigid in his ways, and he would just tell Ned to do his job. Mm-hmm. So Shut yeah, up and I do your job. I disagree. I think that Barristan would have been helpful to him. I kind of think so too, but yeah, I, I think don't know. That he... I, I think, I think he, in his own way, he by saying do his job, he thinks he's helping. Mm-hmm. But he's so, like he said, rigid in his ways that he would just tell. He wouldn't give him any helpful advice. But Ned's so rigid in his ways too. So that's yeah. why I just. I don't know. I just and that's that. why he's struggling because he knows he can't go talk to Barristan yeah. about it because he knows what Barristan would say. Yeah. Um, so time was running short for Ned. Um, he knew that obviously the king was going to be coming home soon and he would want Ned to tell him everything that he had learned while he was gone. Um, Sansa and Arya are sailing for Winterfell in three days and with them gone, he could no longer use their safety as an excuse to delay relaying all of the info to Robert. Mm-hmm. So he's really just... He has been using that as an excuse Yeah, a lot. He yeah. just, at this point, I think he's thinking that he's just going to have to rip off the Band-Aid once everything kind of falls right. into that place mm-hmm. and just do it. Um, so Ned had a dream of Rhaegar's children last night. Um, Lord Tywin had laid their dead bodies at the foot of the Iron Throne and wrapped them in crimson cloaks so as to not show the blood. Mm-hmm. How nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, exactly. Killed children. Killed. How nice. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Ned was just thinking that he can't ha- let that happen again. Um, the realm couldn't handle a second Mad King and another dance of blood and vengeance. Um, he needs to find a way to save the children. And t- the children meaning Viserys and um, Danny. Danny. Mm-hmm. And her unborn baby. Um, he remembers that Robert could be a merciful king, but there was something else. Sorry. He remembers that Robert could be a merciful king, but there was something else. With the whole brand fiasco, um, the king and the Lannisters had something to do with it, and Robert 
did did nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So like, and I mean at this point it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we know that Robert knows. Mm-hmm. Why is he? Because even he, now he hasn't said anything yeah. to his quote unquote best friend yep. about his child being attacked and now paralyzed. Yep. Um, and he thinks about that, like, Bran must have known a part of the truth or they wouldn't have attacked him. Like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have sent the assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, later that night, he summons Fat Tom, who is now in charge of his household guard and asks to be taken to the godswood. Um, he also tells Fat Tom to double up on the guards and that no one enters or leaves the Tower of the Hand without Ned's word. So obviously he doesn't want people snooping in on him. Mm-hmm. And don't put much hope in Fat Tom mm-hmm. being the <laughs> uh, commander of the guard Man, here. Just let, saying. let him... <laughs> anyway, Ned assures Tom that it's only going to be for a little bit, but won't tell Tom why he needs the extra security. Um, when they get to the godswood, Ned pulls a piece of paper from his sleeve that it was sealed with the sigil of his house and told him to deliver it at once to Cersei, asking her to join Ned in the godswood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can't be good. No. <laughs> so after a little while, Cersei did show up. Um, by herself, and he notes that she's proudly displaying the bruise across her face that she had just gotten from Robert when, what was that, like a couple chapters ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She asked why they needed to meet here, and Ned replied that so the gods can see. Ooh. Uh Uh-oh. Guys, it's about to get juicy. Mm -hmm. Um, Cersei sits down. Beside Ned on the grass, and Ned just goes, I know the truth, John Aaron died for. And Cersei responds, Do you? Is that why you called me here, Lord Stark? To pose me riddles? Or is it to or is it your intent to seize me as your wife seized my brother? Good lord. Give it up. Like relax. Also, Tyrion's free, mm-hmm. so shut up. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe she doesn't know that yet. But probably not. Yeah. Um and Ned says, if you truly believed that, you would have never come. Ned touches her bruised cheek gently and asks, has he done this before? Um, Cersei says that he's done it once or twice, but never on the face before. So that's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she kind of says that if Jamie had known that this was happening, he would have killed Robert and said that her brother is worth 100 of Ned's friends. So she's really talking her brother at Wow. Um, and Ned replies, your brother or your lover? Ooh. And Cersei replies, both. Ooh. Ooh, didn't deny that one. She didn't even flinch at admitting the truth. Yeah, there it is. Incest. There it is. Incest. Ooh. Ned was right. God. He got um, it right. That's just... He, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so do you remember... Do you remember the last Ned episode when um, Chris kept saying blonde? Mm. Yep. Blonde of hair? Mm. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> mm. um, so Cersei explains that 
They have been lovers since they were young children. She justifies it by saying that the Targaryens wed brother and sister for 300 years to keep the bloodline pure. Doesn't make it right. Yeah. Cersei and Jaime were more than brother and sister. They were two people that became one. They shared a womb together. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. God. Ned quickly changes the subject uh, to his son, Bran. Cersei said that Bran saw them together making love. She asked Ned... You love your children, do you not? And Ned replied, with all my heart. And Cersei said, no less do I love mine. Ned's Ned's thought was, if it came to that, the life of some child I did not know against Rob and Sansa and Arya and Bran and Rickon, what would I do? Even more so, what would Catelyn do if if it were Jon's life against the children of her body? That's a That's very a really good point. So he's kind of like sympathizing with her right now. A little bit. But yeah, also, like, but still. understanding, but yeah, yeah, <clears throat> still fucked maybe up. I don't know. Understand? I don't necessarily want to say understand, yeah. but like, yeah. I don't know. He's trying to like trying. There's to? a reason. Yeah, but there's it's not a good. There's like, a reason, but it's a messed up reason. Yeah. But there's no excuse. Yeah, for, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ned stated all three are Jamie's, and Cersei said yes. Blonde of hair. Blonde yeah. of hair. Blonde of so is so that means so is so. Are those Robert's kids? No. <gasps> nope. Because remember, also, the bastards of Robert that they had been tracking in Ned, it's met a couple of them. They all had black hair. Yep. Hmm. So there you go. There's Robert's trueborn kids. Hmm. All three of his so-called kids with Cersei... Are Jamie's. Are Jamie's. Do you think... Do you think Robert has, like, an idea... Nope. You know what I mean? That's well, a really good question. He's probably, if he had an idea, he's probably denying it in his head. Yeah. So. I wonder because, but that's a good point because um, Ned, like, confronted Robert about the bastards that he had met. Remember that one, like, baby? Mm-hmm. And said, like, even, like, told him, like, she had black hair, looked just like you, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, any of those triggered anything for Robert, yeah. you know? I mean, it like, made him think about it. Yeah. Robert didn't go visit. Yeah. I know, but Ned's telling him all of these. out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he's telling who. look like him. Robert. He told Robert. He mm-hmm. just told Robert about the one, I thought. I think there was a couple that he told him about. At least he two. Talked, he, he talked about. He the told about the baby. He talked the, about the baby and the the woman that was obsessed with the him. Well, also brothel. Robert yeah. has met some of his bastard kids. Mm, yeah, mm. there's one in Storm's End. Yeah, his first yeah. one was in Storm's End, and yeah. they so, talk about how they're all black of hair. I feel like um, he has to have an idea, because then he comes home to his wife, and there's three blonde kids. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Suspish. Yeah. Sus. Sus. So, uh, when John Aaron said the seed is strong, this is, Rob, this is Ned talking, mm-hmm. um, he was talking about the hair color of the Baratheon versus Lannisters. Mm-hmm. That was clearly laid out in the lineages and histories of the Great Seven Kingdoms that Ned had been reading. Mm-hmm. The, last mi- the last meeting between Baratheon mating, mating. between a Baratheon and a Lannister... Uh, about 90 years ago, had a son with a full head of black hair. Mm-hmm. Funny. So. 30 years before that, a male Lannister and a female Baratheon had three daughters, all with black hair. 
And no matter how far back Ned went, Baratheons that mated with Lannisters always produced children with black hair. So, the strongest seed is Baratheon seed, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Ned asked how... How is it that in the 12 years that Cersei had been with Robert, Cersei never gave Robert a true-born child? Cersei admitted that Robert had gotten her pregnant once, but Jamie had found someone to cleanse her what the of hell? the child in her womb, and Robert did not know about it. What? She admits that she can't even stand for Robert to touch her, and they haven't had sex in many years. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. Ned felt sick about what Cersei had, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, because I'm confused because it was, was it in the book where we read the whole, the part where Cersei comes in and talks to Kat about, like, a kid that they lost? Mm-hmm. I would imagine. That so. was in the show. That was, that was show? not in the book. Yeah. Um, Cersei went and visited Kat when, when Bran. Bran was sick in his mm-hmm. coma and was talking to her about mm-hmm. the yes. kid that she lost. Okay. Yeah. I think in there, though... The kid had been born before it passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I think. Even so. I think it was a, yeah, an infant a death. Yeah. 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 Ned felt sick about what Cersei had just told him, obviously. Ned asked her why she hates him so much. Cersei said that on their wedding night, Robert had called her Lyanna. Oh. Then said then Ned said to her, You know what I want you know what I must do now that I have this information. Yeah. Cersei says must. A true man does what that a true man does what he will, not what he must. The realm needs a strong hand. Joff will not come of age for years. No one wants war again, least of all my least of all me. If friends can turn enemies, enemies can become friends, Ned. Your wife is a thousand leagues away, and my brother has fled. Be kind to me, Ned. I swear to you, you shall never regret it. And this is a sexual bribe, if you can't get the hint. Basically. Ned asks if she made the same offer to John Aaron, and she slapped Ned across the face. Ned responds, I shall wear that as a badge of honor. (laughs) Bam! Got her. Cersei scoffs at his honor. She, She mocks him. She says that he has no place to play noble lord because he has a bastard of his own. She asks, okay. how are you You're any different pretty. from Robert or me or Jamie? Well, I'm pretty, pretty different. I'm sorry, pretty different. But, um, Ned says, well, I don't kill children. <laughs> he then makes sure Cersei is listening to what he has to say next. When the king returns from his hunt, I intend to lay the truth before him. He must be gone by then. You and your children, all three, and not to Casterly Rock. If I were you, I would take a ship to the Free Cities or even farther. To the Summer Isles or the Port of Ibn, as far as the winds blow. He's pretty much exiling her with this. He points out that this is kinder than what she deserves. It is. um, But still urges her to leave so she can escape Robert's wrath. He is giving her way more than she deserves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But he doesn't want the kids to come to harm. Right. Right. Because he doesn't kill children. Yep. Robert does. Yep. Many times. Yeah. So does Tywin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple people that, uh, yeah. Yeah. So she calls Ned a fool and said that Ned should have taken the throne 14 years ago when he forced Jamie to surrender the seat. 
In Cersei's eyes, this was a huge mistake. Ned said that he has made many mistakes, but that was not one of them. Huh. Cersei insists that this is, that this, that it is, and says, <laughs> when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, there is no middle ground, which is one of the best quotes from the show. Yep, it is. And with that, Cersei left Ned in the Godswood alone. End. End scene. Finn. <laughs> So that was a lot. Yeah. How are we feeling? How are we processing? I'm glad that we're finally getting actually into the drama mm-hmm. yeah. instead of just like dancing around it. Yep. Guys, it's not going to stop. Next Once episode's starts, even yeah. more. Jesus. Even more. All right. So our first discussion question is: Would you have confronted Cersei like Ned did? No. No. If I like, okay, I understand why he did it because he's all we just said. He's all about like he wants Connor. to save. He wants to save the three kids. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to come, any harm to come to them. I get that, but you should have just taken it right to Robert instead of even letting her know that you knew Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yes, because you know Cersei and how manipulative she is, and you know that she's just going to turn around and do something snaky now that yeah. she has all this information on right. what Ned's going to do. Yeah. yeah. I just think that was a kind of a stupid thing for Ned to do. I understand he was looking out for, like, the kids and everything, but, like, yeah. I feel like he could have saved a lot more people if he just waited for yeah. Robert to come back. I think that I, what I, I wouldn't have laid it out just in front of Robert. I probably would have just called, like, had all three of them. Yeah. Together. Absolutely. And said, yeah. this is it. Like, we can squash this right now. But so that, yeah, because if he told Robert like in front of Cersei, be, yeah. Cersei wouldn't have a way to, like, manipulate it to make it look like she's a good person. Now she has time. Yeah, now she has time to come up with a plan. Yep. Which she probably has already had. <sighs> yeah, probably. She's already yeah. probably sitting on a plan, but yeah, mm-hmm. just taking it, actually putting it into action. Yeah. So our next question is, what will the consequences of Ned's actions be? And I think we just kind of discussed that a little bit. I think we just discussed all three of these. I think Honestly. so. But, <laughs> but we'll, if you we'll, guys want to answer them, yeah, but that's like, the second one. <laughs> yeah, what will the consequences of Ned's actions be? I think there's going to be more harm done. Than he wanted. Yeah. Than he intended. Yeah. Like, I think it's he's going to... not going to go the way Ned wants yeah. it to go. I think it's going to go very awry. Yeah. And our last question is, what is Cersei thinking right now? And we just talked about because shit, 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 Well, because, you know, <laughs> it even said in the chapter, like, even when Ned, like, said the words, mm-hmm. Jamie's your lover, she didn't flinch. Her facial expressions didn't change. She literally goes, yeah. Yeah. And then so? when he goes, all three are Jamie's. <laughs> yes. There was no... Like, bitch. Like, but what do you think she's actually thinking? She's like, well, maybe... Nope, they are. They're Jamie's. I don't know... She's frustrating. She's a very frustrating person. I feel like she's very good at hiding what she's feeling in the moment. She literally just has kind of like a stone. I wish we had a Cersei chapter next so that we could see what she's doing and what she's thinking. I don't. I I like this. Have we had any Cersei chapters? There's no Cersei chapters in this book. I like that we can come back and see what she's done later. Yeah. Through yeah. somebody else's eyes. And you're like, yeah. oh, that's what she did. That's true. I just, I would love to see the inner workings of I her brain. I just want to hear her brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to know, like, her plan. It's, it's just, scary like, place. her thoughts. It, it probably is a scary Her brain, place. yes. It probably is a very scary, yeah. scary place. Yes. All right. So, our Tyrion tidbit. 
um, is let them see that their words can cut you and you'll never be free of the mockery. Good one. Amen, Tyrion. All right. Follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, you can find us at Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Game of Wines Podcast Group. And also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Daenerys Chapter 5. So make sure you read that before next episode, and we'll talk to you next week.